Aloha Maui Nui. Hey, this is Josh Porter. And Jason Burkhardt. How you doing? Welcome to the Solar Coaster. This is, I think I say this every episode, but this is a pretty darn special uh, episode we got here. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, episode 83 is a real electric truck. <laughs> 82. We're 82, Jay. 82. 82. Oh, 82. A real right. electric truck. We had a bit of a, uh, a shift over of our content today. We did go to the uh, big resiliency forum yesterday and got a great, a whole bunch of content we're going to share. We're actually going to do that next week on 83. Uh, we uh, Today is the LA Auto Show, or one of the days of the LA Auto Show. We got a call from the Rivian, uh, the, the the electric truck manufacturer that's launching its uh, amazing vehicle today. It's about six hours old, this whole notion, in, you know, in, in the public sphere, according to uh, Michael. Mikhail, who we're going to hear from shortly in communications for Rivian. We're also going to get a call in from Boris von Bormann, a longtime friend and contributor to the Solar Coaster, uh, current CEO of Renew Ventures, a uh, venture capitalist fund working towards the electrification of transportation. Is that, is that about sum it up, Jay? Yeah, that's it. You've got it all. Okay. Quiet. <laughs> I want to just get that out right away, given the changes the last yeah. minute. So we're super excited about this. Let's jump in, do our housekeeping, and then get over to news and events. We're going to hear from Boris shortly, okay? All right. Hey, folks, this is The Solar Coaster. We are a renewable energy-themed talk show right here in lovely Maui County. We can be found Fridays at 1.05 p.m., Uncle Oi, 11.10 a.m. Got some FM stations as well, 96.7 FM Central Maui, 96.5 FM Westside, 98.7 FM Upcountry. we got a great website www.solar-coaster.com. You can sign in, listen live, uh, stream all our old shows. We've got a bunch of new photos coming up from uh, our trip to SPI and other trips that we're, we've got um, coming up. Uh, so I go down to the bottom of the thing. You can sign up for our mailing list, which I've actually had a few sign-ups. Thank you, folks. Nice. Uh, but you can also fill in questions there. And so if you have a question, can't call in for whatever reason, you can fill out the website form and get your question on the air. We're also on podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn all carry the Solar Coaster. So just type in Solar Coaster, look for our little yellow SC logo, and take us everywhere your mobile device goes. Excellent. We've got a great group of sponsors. Maui Solar Project, Tabuchi, Electric America, Sonin, the uh, for, uh, formerly titled Sonin Battery, uh, Pika Energy, and Sundrum Solar. You know, a handful of these sponsors are doing some great work out in the field uh, literally today. Uh, Maui Solar Project, uh, I know that uh, Pika Energy is putting in one of its largest uh, installations, certainly in the island of Maui, perhaps the largest in Hawaii, four of their 7,600-watt uh, XT inverters, I think they're titled, and, uh, and then also Sundrum Solar doing some pretty remarkable business, remarkable business as well. So congrats to our sponsors uh, for being out here in our, 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 the Maui Marketplace. Uh, shall we, shall we yeah, jump really over? Cool. Yeah, thank you, sponsor. Shall we jump over to news and events? Okay, yeah, news right away. Um, Equinor's first solar power plant starts commercial operations. This is in Brazil. We start with world news, of course. Oh, yeah. um, this is a large, large plant, uh, 162 megawatt um the Apodi solar plant. Where is this? Yeah, you're you're this more familiar with Brazil in, yeah, than I. Yeah, and, and I was trying to get a, 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 a pronunciation check here. Sierra, or I, I'm sorry, I know I'm getting it wrong, and I'm going to get lambasted on this one. But it C sounds like California. Yeah, C E A R A state, the state of C E A R A Sierra. So uh, how yeah. we pronounce that, we'll find out. And uh, but yeah, basically the pretty substantial uh, sized uh, solar farm out there, Jay. Well, the nice thing is that this is, I mean, before this, Brazil really wasn't on the map as far as renewable energy is coming up, coming up to speed. But this is this represents about was it was 16 percent of their total install. Yeah. You know, uh, for, I the think, entire, for the entire nation last year. Yeah. And, and 17. That's, that's yeah. Yeah. I mean, they had something like 100 megs deployed across the entire nation. Brazil's massive. Right. It's basically the the how Brazil goes. So does the rest of South America in some respects. And, you know, the um, right. uh, they in 17, they had a tenfold increase up to about a gig, from my understanding. So this is another big piece of the puzzle that's going in now. Hopefully we'll see some real movement in 18. Of course, some major political changes out there with Bolsonaro gaining uh, the, the presidency. Uh, so we'll have to follow that, how that affects, uh, you know, being all this type of stuff happening with uh, with solar. There's a lot of other renewables that go in there, you know, from biofuels to wind and things of that nature. But from what I understand, Bolsonaro is fairly on the conservative side. Where I yeah. think he's going to be moving towards uh, nuclear and maybe some uh, movement also in the fossil fuel area. We'll have to follow that closely, though. We'll have to, we'll have to follow it. But the nice thing is that this is uh, this actually did come online it is already in commercial operation and powers 170,000 homes in Brazil. So 
Yeah. That's all for that. That's awesome. You know what I find <laughs> interesting about this? It's it's Norwegian state owns 60% of this business. So you have this kind of international relationship where other countries are coming in and, and providing some of the infrastructure money to get these uh, larger systems up and running. I mean, that's pretty radical. A hundred and, uh, what do we say, 130, 162 megawatts. That's about 100 times the size of the new system we have here in Maui above Maui Meadows, that uh, 15 megawatt, right? So 100 times. Just imagine 100 of those you know, <laughs> all in a line. Right, and 340. <laughs> 40,000 uh, megawatt hours of electricity, 40,000 megawatt hours? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's uh, just huge. You. That's the production okay. capability, right? Yeah, I, absolutely. Correct. Very Correct. cool. Good good on you, Brazil. Okay, what's going on next, Jay? What about Panasonic? Uh, Panasonic is setting up big um, national residential installer networks. So they following in the footsteps of other major, major installers. Panasonic is courting local installers to... Uh, represent their business in in a lot of different regions. Um, they are going out looking for partners, and they've set up a lot of partners now. So they're going to be installing their own stuff. Interesting. Uh, Panasonic as as a company, uh, specifically with one of our sponsors, Pika Energy. They partnered with uh, for their battery technology. We saw them at SPI. They were actually sharing booth space, which nice gives job, you the Pika. kind of kind of a sense of of the depth of the relationship there. Um, but I mean, what do you know? What do you know about Panasonic and what they're trying to really achieve here? Well, what's I, there's a lot of it kind of um, interesting moves here. Really, there's a couple of them in this article. And this, by the way, is in Clean Technica and was just uh, launched. It was just uh, put out yesterday on the 29th. You know, basically, Panasonic has taken a run at Tesla, Sunrun, SunPower, Vivint. Right, all of the major mm-hmm. providers across the nation. And uh, the thing about um, SunPower specifically of those providers is that they're a manufacturer, uh, and you know, specifically a PV manufacturer. That's what they do. Whereas, whereas Sunrun and Vivint right. are basically financial organizations that do, you know, sales and and work with installer networks. Uh, Tesla, on the other hand, own, so it's kind of its own animal, but isn't really a PV manufacturer per se, right? So SunPower. Oh, they're trying to make roof space. Sure. Well, they're doing they, right. Well, uh, not yet, guys. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. SunPower is they've been around for a long time, backed by Total, one of the largest energy conglomerates in the world, a French energy, uh, you know, juggernaut, and they get a lot of staying power. SunPower is in the market. They sell their own leases. They they have. Uh, you know, it's verified, certified installers throughout the country to do that. Uh, and, uh, and we, you know, Maui Solar Project at one point was involved with SunPower in full disclosure. And then, um, but Panasonic is kind of like another module that 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 kind of uh, rivals the SunPower panel, right? <clears throat> and mm-hmm. it's a... Um, yeah. Really high performance. Really high performance panel. I'm not sure where their wattages are right now, but their hit solar panel uh, is one that rivals the sun power. And so uh, it doesn't. Nec- it makes sense, I guess you could say, for them to go after that business and start to do something that's already working for a competitor. Uh, and then you see also the, the the really neat part here is that you see that they're bringing in Pika as their energy storage component uh, to that that puzzle. And that's pretty exciting because I'm just we're talking right now about some of the moves with energy storage, and it looks like some. The, looks like uh, I, I was on the call yesterday with some guys that really understand the business in California, and they're saying that energy storage, that California could become an energy storage paradise, was the exact language of the couple of CEOs that I was talking to because of the legislative changes with the mandated uh, solar on roofs, right, for all new builds. So Panasonic and Pike Energy are going after that kind of market together. Difference, once again, you know, uh, from uh, Panasonic, and if you were to think of Panasonic and Pika in relationship to Tesla, you know, Tesla and its roof and its power wall, it's an AC-coupled variety. It needs an external inverter, a a third company, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, In the case of uh, Panasonic and Pika, it's a DC-coupled system. Uh, It's one single inverter. They got substring optimizers. They got great panels. They got, you know, Panasonic, of course, is making the cells for their storage uh, systems that that, that, – at Pika sells, so it's kind of a pretty tight little business model there. I like it. I'm excited about sure, it. Sure, sure. And well, it does put them in an interesting position with Tesla, though, because Tesla bought Solar City. They're also trying to do that, as you as you mentioned. Um, but Panasonic shares uh, Gigafactory space with uh, Tesla. In fact, they yeah. helped fund it. So yeah. those cells are actually being made in a Tesla facility. You know what we need to look uh, at so just... is is it Panasonic proper or Panasonic North America? Right, because I think that's Panas- an interesting question. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what those relationships are. But I mean, what, but from just a strictly comp- competitive standpoint, Pika is a very uh, exciting product line. Uh, like I said, some are being installed as we speak. Uh, from a power and energy perspective, 
kind of dominant, really. Uh, when you look at the power yeah, Pike, comparisons, Pike, Pike, is, Pike is really for like a whole house backup type of situation. Yeah. They they can they can support massive amounts of power, large large houses, large installs. But uh, uh, and, yeah, and a, lot, and a lot of other 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 manufacturers can't quite get to that scale. So just and I, and I know All you right. want to jump off of this, but just to, it would be really interesting to hear from SunPower and their uh, their deploying systems with their uh, storage technology. I, I can't quite remember the name of that, and I compare that to Tesla, uh, and then also to Panasonic Pika. Those are three kind of major players that are big in the manufacturing space and doing kind of the similar types of business models to get to retail. Sure. So, we'll uh, get yeah. them on uh, Let's the week do it. after next. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. What's next, Jay? <laughs> right. What's going on? Solar, coming out of solar power, you'll use U.S. solar generation up by over 30% in the first three quarters of 2018. So this is this is new data uh, coming out from the United the U.S. Energy Information Administration uh, saying that we have been manufacturing, uh, if you want to if you want to use that term, uh, 30% more energy uh, through solar than in the years past, right. which is excellent <laughs> excellent excellent so we're going to dig all into this yeah. stuff this is on solar power world if you want to check that out it was uh, just uh the other day it was it came out you could read all those that great data of what's going on in percentages uh so jay i'll tell you what it looks like we got boris on a line uh would you like let's do the yep. quick one about maui so we know what's going on in maui let's jump over and grab him Absolutely. in just a moment so the maui news did uh announce i think it was yesterday the 29th age of utility scale solar has begun on maui county and uh they showed the um the two um um, large uh, solar systems um, uh, from Kenyan Energies, large-scale solar farm, uh, and they're talking about some of the the oli and the, the ceremony and the blessing ceremony that happened, the, I think, the day before yesterday. I know uh, one of our contributors and a good friend, uh, Emily Sullivan, we call her Mrs. Megawatt, was involved in some of this to some degree, and we want to give her uh, proper kudos and respect for bringing Maui's first utility-scale solar farm uh, to bear. So congratulations to everybody that, that did that. So is that is that mean it's literally connected to the grid at this point, or are they still waiting for final? Uh, it looked to me like that was a you know a christening, you know, basically a, a right. champagne that's, on that's, the bow that's kind of thing. That's what I mean. So, so that was that was more that was more emotional. But is it actually technically connected? Eh, I'm not so. sure. I'm not saying it, Jay. I think my take <laughs> okay. my takeaway was it's on, but but I'm not 100 okay. percent sure. Okay. So, I, I, I would hope you'd be able to leverage it so, <laughs> as soon as possible. So let's jump over to Bloomberg and what's going on with the uh, the LA Auto Show. This is where our show is going to go today. We also have someone to help us uh, talk about this. Uh, Boris, are you on air with us, my friend? Can you hear us okay? Hey, aloha, how are you guys? Up hey, here? aloha, Boris. How you doing, buddy? Thanks for jumping on air with us at short notice as usual. What's going on? Of course, well, enjoying a couple, of, getting up a couple of rainy days here in LA and Southern California, but uh, we needed it after all the fires and getting oh, yeah. everything out. And then uh, obviously we can always use rain here and. and and the desert, so it's, it's good. <laughs> good, good, good. Now, I hear you've been, I was talking to you this morning, and I give you kudos for, for jumping in last minute. I asked you to just come in uh, today. We had talked about it briefly a week or so ago. Um, but basically, you've been at the LA Auto Show, is that right? And how, you know, what was that like? How's it going out there? What's the uh, the EV space look like and all that jazz? Yeah, exactly. So uh, right now we had the LA Auto Show. or, or The LA Auto Show is officially for public just starting Actually, I think today and tomorrow. Tomorrow is the first day, or today is the first day. I'm not 100 percent sure. And then uh, it goes usually for a couple of weeks, so where you can check out the latest and greatest in the automotive industry. Uh, but the last three days was basically conference press days and some startup stuff. Uh, so it was very interesting. Um, quite a few new announcements. The big one, uh, which we're going to be talking about today, is, is the Rivian launch of the um, coming out of stealth mode uh, and launching very professionally two vehicles. Uh, yeah. The pickup truck, the R1T and the R1S, which was quite exciting. Um, BMW showed their iVision Next, uh, which is kind of their concept on how the future is going to look in autonomous vehicles, fully electric, um, interesting concepts there. You saw a launch from Audi, the Audi e-tron GT concept, yes. <laughs> uh, which is a very fast, very uh, sexy looking car to say that way. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I will never own one, but God, it's gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a pretty car, I have to say. I mean, it's it's still a concept, so it's quite, you know, quite easy to make concepts look very good. Mm. Uh, but definitely, yeah. uh, you know, a step forward. You had the Audi e-tron, the SUV on display. Um, we had some interesting news around, you know, even the lower market uh, cars there on the EV side. You had Kia with the Kia Soul, uh, which they're announcing to upgrade the battery to a 65 kilowatt hour battery. Um, on uh, 2020 models, so we'll probably see that 
towards the third quarter or so next year, which should give the car probably about a 150 mile or so range, 200 mile range, probably even further than that, 200, 250 mile range. So uh, that could be interesting on the lower end side. Um, the Leaf was, uh, we expected there was a press release uh, coming out before the show that the Nissan Leaf was going to be updated uh, with a 60 kilowatt hour battery as well, uh, which should give it 200 plus, 240 some mile range. Uh, but for some reason, they pulled out and changed that in the last minute. So mm. I don't, I'm not sure what that change entailed, if there's some issues or if they just simply from an audience perspective changed it. Hey, uh, and then, um, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah Boris, do you think, uh, from what I'm seeing here, there's a, there's a fair bit of players coming into the LA Auto Show right now. I'm not sure how that compares yeah. with last year or what you expect in the in the subsequent years. But, uh, you know, does it feel like a lot of these major manufacturers are starting to commit wholeheartedly to the electric manufacturing uh, of, of their brands? And we do have this, this on the heels of uh, GM's announcement with the 17,500 yeah. uh, uh, worker layoff and recommitting to yeah. electric vehicles. I mean, are you getting that flavor in the Auto Show? Um, you know, in general? To be honest, unfortunately, not quite yet. Um, okay. And we briefly talked about it, but it's like, I'm, I'm not convinced yet. Um, there's more noise. Uh, there's definitely more noise. There's more announcements. Uh, things seem to be happening a little bit. However, especially for a market like LA, California, where, you know, it's kind of a hotbed for e-mobility outside of Norway, maybe, and, and Holland, um, you would expect to see more and i actually did walk the hall towards the end of the evening yesterday on thursday where all the exhibits are changed for the public days so what the public's going to see and a lot of this was removed so you wouldn't you couldn't see the stuff from audi mm. you wouldn't see the uh the stuff from bmw uh so uh, there's uh you know it's, it's basically not quite there yet I'm, I'm hoping i was really hoping for it to be more proliferate of electric vehicle in on the show floor, but I didn't see it. So is the is the audio industry convincing itself that we're about ready to go to the full show with EVs? Like maybe that's going to be next year. Is that the feeling? I think so. I mean, you, I mean, you have companies like Volkswagen. They, I, I think they're truly committed. Um, you saw a couple of announcements, however, you know, coming from an auto manufacturer, I know how the development cycles are. So normally it's a seven-year development cycle. Mm -hmm. If they really push for it and shorten it, you're looking at five years, maybe uh, some other more nimble manufacturers that don't have that many lineups, they maybe can do it in three. But so that means if they started two years ago, you're still going to be, you know, 2020, 2021, 22, where you're really going to see a lot of this stuff coming online. So Next year, definitely a lot more models. I'm really excited about the Porsche Taycan that's coming oh, yeah. out. I think that's a beautiful <laughs> yep, <yeah>. car. <laughs> You're going to see a lot more down-market uh, cars that are um, that are, have long range, so that's exciting. And there's a couple of companies that are really looking to enter the market with the bang, uh, but that's probably going to be 2020. So, mm -hmm. the, you know, like the Rivian guys, like the Velocity guys. Right. Uh, so there's... There are some interesting companies that are going to come online there. You know, Jay, um, if you do you remember, of course you remember, but we, we were in California a couple of years ago renting. Uh, we had a trailer, we had, we had a, an RV, we were driving around, and we were renting different electric vehicles to get a sense for what it was like to drive these in comparison with one another. And we rented a Bolt, right? And we rented a Model yeah. X. Yeah. And, uh, the, yeah. you know, one of our takeaways was that, you know, Chevy came in and it felt a lot like a car. I think Jay can probably say it better than me, right? But then the, ta what, what, what was the, the takeaway, Jay? Do you remember it off the okay, top yeah. of your head? Yeah, no, that's it. That, that, that um, tes Tesla had made an autonomous vehicle that you had to drive manually. Right, right now, right. and then yeah. a Chevy had made a, a, a car that, car happened, to that be happened, happened to be electric. Right, right. <laughs> That's the way it felt to us, yeah. you know, uh, Boris. Yeah. And then I wonder if the, the, all of these other car manufacturers, I'm leading up to something here, all these other car manufacturers, as they start to enter the market, are they going to feel more like cars and are they going to displace Tesla to some degree? And what's your take on how Tesla is going to wear, wear this, this time period? I'm just curious about that because you see these cars that we already have some brand loyalty to, like, you know, a BMW and Audi and people love their cars, right? They, I guess. They seem Correct. Porsche. I mean, yeah. so uh, do you think it's Gonna, are they going to re-enter the market and they're going to they're going to kind of cannibalize the EV market from from Tesla significantly? I mean, do you have any projection, projections on that? Is it just a total guess? Or yeah, well, uh, to me, really, the choice. I mean, to me, and I've been talking about that for quite a while. Is that customer choice is really key for the electric vehicle market to grow? So I think 
anything that you're adding in terms of, and that's, for example, people are as excited about the Rivian as they are because it opens other segments, right? Mm. And so you see, mm-hmm. um, you know, a Porsche, the Taycan is probably going head-to-head, and the same as the e-tron concept, head-to-head with the Tesla Model S, right? So they're going after right. that segment. So you'll either see some kind of realization, maybe, but hopefully we're just adding more people into vehicles because right. now they see a product from Audi, they see a product from BMW, they see a product from Porsche or Mercedes or the established brands where they feel, okay, now I'm okay stepping into an electric vehicle uh, because right. I trust that brand. So I, I really see. hope that that's, and I, I, I really foresee that that's going to happen because global global adoption of EVs is still just around 1%, right? So uh, we can still put a lot more people in electric vehicles without canalization. So I really think that it's just going to add more people into the EV market, which I hope and which I like. And uh, yeah, I agree, so I agree that, 100%. That That's exactly exciting. the reason why we want to talk to Rivian so badly is that uh, Maui is kind of a truck uh, community. And up to this point, we've had no options at all. Uh, Ford was yeah. was touting that they were going to have an electric truck. They backed off. They said, it's, no, it's going to be a hybrid. Uh, we can't get the power out of it, et cetera, et cetera. So this, this Rivian announcement is really um, an exciting thing for, for Maui, I believe. Yeah, and, and that's true, right? So it's the how do you bring in someone that, right, if we can get the people that normally, F1, Ford F-150 is the most selling car in, in, in the U.S. at the moment. So if we can get people that would normally buy an F-150 into a pickup truck that's all electric and they're happy with it, that's when we win because then you're hitting a mass market car, right? And that's where you get hit, hit mass adoption. So that's if you want your ultra high-end sports car, if you want your mid-range SUV, if you want your city commuter car, if you want a pickup truck, if you want you know any type of segment of vehicle, if, you, if there's an offering in EV which is comparable gives you the specs that you need and, and fulfills the promise of what you're trying to achieve with it, that's when you can really see the hockey stick of a, a V adoption really going to happen, especially in a place like Maui, right? And you guys are ideal for EV adoption just because um, you're not going to drive 400 miles that much on the island. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, you know, out here we have uh, we have a lot of people that drive pickup trucks, myself included, an F-150. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, the, the Toyota Tacoma is kind of considered the uh, the kind of dominant brand and the dominant model out here. Right. Everybody's got a Toyota Tacoma. So uh, when we heard about the, the, the truck, we thought, okay, this is where we can start. And we already have a boatload. I forget what the numbers are. Do you, do you know off the top of your head, Jay? I don't know. But we have a lot of electric vehicles in Maui, right? Uh, probably more than a lot of other places around the world. And uh, but this it's this truck thing that I think has been holding a handful of people up. And if, if we can get access to a pickup truck that can carry our boards right. And, right. and our bikes and our <laughs> dogs, <laughs> I got to say that's that. exactly <laughs> it. We, cont- we contend with these super high fuel prices, and yet everybody's driving a pickup truck that that's essentially a gas guzzler. You know, <laughs> even even just to shuttle themselves to back and forth to town, uh, it doesn't make a whole yeah. lot of sense. And we've gone on air before talking about the the how the math works, um, that electric vehicles, even today with high electric rates, uh, it's still more efficient to drive an electric than not in, in Maui County. And so if you can get an electric pickup that will do all the things, see, that's the thing is you, you don't need a pickup every day, but everybody drives them because that's what they own. If you, if you can get a pickup that will do the job. And, and that's my big question for the Rivian guys is what is the real world performance of this thing? Will it do the same work? Does it have the same towing capacity? Will it carry the same loads as a regular gas pickup? Then we've got a conversation. Yeah, but you raised a good point, and that, and that point, this is one point I would like to drive just a little bit, if you don't mind. There's, you said you don't need to pick up every day, right? And mm-hmm. that, to mm-hmm. me, is really where the future is, and that's that's one of the big things I was still missing at the LA Auto Show, where a lot of people are talking about mobility options, right? So the the big buzzword is the mobility as a service, where depending on what your needs are that day, that's the kind of car you're driving, right? You don't normally maybe right. you'd want to drive. Uh, a pickup around because it's maybe not the most comfortable or you, it's not as efficient, but uh, you need it on the weekend or you, you go on the surf trip around the island or off-roading, whatever you want to do, right? And that's when you need a different car. And mm-hmm. to have that mobility option is, is, you know, is what everybody talks about it, but the products are not reflecting it yet. And that's what I'm really missing. So I'm, I'm excited for a company, which I haven't seen yet really, that uh, drives that mobility concept out where... You, you have more of a subscription model where you can 
have one vehicle that fits your day to day and you have another vehicle the next day what fits your needs that day. Volvo was really right. driving that home, so it's interesting during the press days, Volvo didn't show a, one single vehicle. They didn't have a vehicle on the booth. So they were just talking about connectivity. They were just talking about mobility as a service. They were talking about transportation as a service, the electric engine, all these things, not one single vehicle. So it was quite interesting to see that and see that I, mindset. I, 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 I think that's as a service is going to be a really hard sell for a long, for a long, long time. But but of having course, people, yeah. I mean, o- owning multiple vehicles also isn't an option. So this is the okay. best. This yeah. is kind okay. Of exactly okay, gentlemen, uh, I'll tell you what, we have our callers coming in. <laughs> so we're going to move over to, yeah, if you don't mind, may I? <laughs> we're going to we're going to move over to our commercials, come back in a couple of minutes. And we have uh, Michael McHale from Rivian to talk all about this amazing new uh, six hours earlier launched uh, electric vehicle truck. Aloha and welcome to Maui Solar Project. It is easy to feel rejuvenated just stepping outside on a magnificent Hawaiian day. Maui Solar Project is here to help harness that energy you feel in your body and use it to power your homes and businesses. As Laura tells us, Maui harnessed the sun so as to slow its path across the sky. Join Maui Solar Project as we harness the sun's energy and slow Hawaii's dependence on fossil fuels. Call Maui Solar Project at 269-2352. MauiSolarProject.org. Tsubuchi Electric, a leading worldwide inverter manufacturer, presents the second generation of the eco-intelligent battery system, the IBIS. Tsubuchi's grid-friendly system includes a high-efficiency inverter, stackable batteries, and integration with Jelly software for the most adaptable battery storage system on the market. The system is optimized for energy management and cost performance. Maximize your solar investment with Tsubuchi's electric eco-intelligent battery system. The Sonin Batter Eco is an energy storage solution that utilizes intelligent energy management software. The system is available in a variety of storage capacities and allows for expansion. Sonin Battery Eco allows you to save money by harvesting energy from your solar PV system and using that stored energy when rates are more expensive. Sonin Battery Eco is specifically designed to provide you and your family peace of mind in the event of power outage. Our unique power detection system will sense outages in real time and automatically switch over to battery power. See Sonin Battery Eco at sonin-battery.com. MIT-founded Pika Energy, makers of the Pika Energy Island, a smart energy management system that uses solar panels, lithium batteries, and intelligence to manage your energy and keep you powered even during outages. With a clean, intelligent alternative to grid power, you're in control of your energy future. Pika's Energy Island lets you manage electrical costs with HECO-ready self-supply functions. Pika's largest battery, the Harbor Plus, offers 16 kilowatt hours of stored energy and can power loads of up to 10 kilowatts. And if you need more capacity, just add a second or even third Harbor Smart battery to the same system for a maximum of 48 kilowatt hours of usable storage. Pika Energy, own your power. To learn more, visit pika-energy.com. Sundrum Solar is the manufacturer of a revolutionary thermal collector that fits on the underside of your standard PV panel to maximize energy capture per square foot. The Sundrum Solar Hybrid PVT system combined photovoltaic and thermal holds the world record for peak efficiency, capturing an astounding 86% usable energy. Learn how Sundrum Solar vastly improves electric, heating, and cooling economics at sundrumsolar.com. All right. Thanks to our sponsors for keeping us on air for 82 glorious episodes over the last year and a half, not too far from our two-year anniversary. Hey, uh, folks. Keeping us rolling. That's that's appropriate today. Keeping us rolling. Exactly. We're very fortunate to have a representative from Rivian uh, on air with us direct from the LA Auto Show. Uh, Can you hear us? Are you you there, uh, Michael? Can you hear us okay? I'm, I'm here. How are you? We're excellent. It's a beautiful day here in Maui, and we're so appreciative of you joining us on air to talk about something that's kind of near and dear to the hearts of Mauians, uh, an, an electric vehicle pickup truck. I feel like we've been waiting for this one for a long time, right, Jay? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> well, that's great. That's great. I'm, I'm glad we're coming along at the right time for you. And uh, just to give you a heads up, we do have a longtime contributor and friend, Boris Von Borman, on the air with us as well. Boris, you still sticking around there? I'm still here, of course, guys. All right, excellent. So uh, we're really excited, uh, Michael, to hear all about how are things going uh, there at the LA Auto Show. Uh, give us a little bit of background on you know this idea of this truck. We of oh, course have been reading it, the press I, releases. Well, it's all I over. I tell the- you what, we um, <laughs> we made out. This is our coming out party today. So we're we're eight hours into our public life here at the LA Show, and it is bombed. The the amount of interest we're getting here is incredible because people have not seen anything like this yet it's their first i 
idea of an electric pickup and this concept of that 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 can be done is bringing people over in there in the droves right now. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. Okay, so uh, well, get what's the what is what's the background of this? How did this come to be? And then how did you get involved? And what's, well, what's the foundation yeah, kind of thing? It's a really interesting company. So the founder of Rivian is a guy called R.J. Scaringe. He's a Florida native, and has uh, for his sins a Ph.D. from MIT mm-hmm. in automotive engineering. So he is a student and disciple of the automotive business and he's 35 years old which uh he he's done more in his uh short working career than i've done in my much longer one and so he he uh left mit after his thesis and decided he wanted to make a car company and has spent the last nine or so years doing that so he um got some initial funding started the business had an idea looked at the market, didn't think it was the right one, had another go, looked at the market, didn't think it was the right one, and then finally said, okay, I think I've found the space. And the space that Rivian occupies, albeit electric, is somewhere between a triangle of Range Rover and Jeep and Subaru. So if you triangulate those three Mm. and say what kind of vehicle should live there, an adventure vehicle, a vehicle that you can get dirty, vehicle with great off-road capability, a vehicle that can house a family and take them off into the wilderness. That's Rivian. Um, So that was his idea three or four years ago. He spent the last three years really undercover, almost literally undercover. We didn't have a sign on the building until the third quarter of this year. And finally said, okay, now is the time to come out because we need to give people two years get ready to the idea of Rivian and who we are and start talking to customers and warming them up and then understand the brand, put a fine point to the brand. And so this is where we are. We're in LA. We just pulled the covers off and um, people seem to like it. Wow. Wow. So exciting. So exciting. So, um, and guys, jump in at any moment here, but I've got a boatload of questions. I mean, one of the things that the fact that you said that we have a 35-year-old CEO that created this, that has this vision, is in and of itself a a remarkable thing that we could probably talk about for a long while. Um, But I know that what our listeners are probably excited to hear about are some of the basic specs that are online. So just for the record, could you tell us what this, this, this remarkable... Um, electric vehicle can accomplish. What are the basic kind okay, well, of first, capabilities? First of, all, first of all, Josh, there are two vehicles. Okay, there is right, the right. truck, and yeah. then there's an SUV. Um, uh, my first question actually plays to that: Is it the same chassis with just either a truck bed or uh, not? Essentially, yes. So the the okay. genius engineering of this um, from RJ is that he has developed a skateboard platform, which, in its simplest definition, is a huge battery pack. The full width and length of the vehicle, cornered at each corner by a wheel. So, if you think of a battery pack on wheels, that is the Rivian skateboard. Now, of course, it's much more highly engineered than that because it has a suspension, multi-link rear, uh, double wishbone fronts, incredibly long drive shaft, so really great articulation. Four motors, one at each wheel, but inboard so that they're not outboarding the wheels and you're carrying all that weight around. And so that was his idea of the skateboard. And on top of the skateboard, somewhere between monocoque architecture and body on frame, is this idea of a bolted and structurally adhered body to the platform. So that can either be, in one instance, the R1T, which is the three, the five-passenger uh, two-row truck. Second instance can be the R1S, which is the three-row SUV. Now, of course, in the future, it doesn't take much imagination to think, well, I could shorten that platform even more and make a smaller car again on that platform. Or I could take that rolling chassis, that skateboard, put another uh, body on top of it that belongs to, let's say, another manufacturer, or let's even say somebody that sells mobile coffee stations in Seattle and has a specific design that they want on their vehicles because it's all cloud architected too. So all of our vehicle control systems would still work in the skateboard. And so we sell Rivian, R1S and R1T, truck and SUV. And then maybe 20% of our business is selling vehicles for other manufacturers. Hmm. Or producing them, let's say. 
So you've got a, a business model that has uh, some unique characteristics and some, uh, some right. good opportunities there. So um, right. I am, am going to jump right back to my original question, which is, what does this thing do? <laughs> How fast does it go? Ah, What's the horsepower? Right. So I lost <laughs> the let, me, let me get back on track. So if you think about pure numbers, this vehicle, both vehicles, has a capability of 750 horsepower. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I can remember when 200 felt good and 500 felt amazing. Yeah. Well, this is 800, you know. This Jeez. is where supercars used to be. Jeez. And, you know, uh, it's into that category. A thousand pounds of torque in, in Newton meters. It's incredible because it's electric and because you have that much voltage, that much capability, instantaneous control of all four wheels. And on the off-road side of things, this thing can wade through three feet of water. So, you know, oh, this, wow. Tesla came along, did a great job. Tesla proved that electric cars can go fast. You might be old enough to remember when electric cars were golf carts and they barely moved. Yep. And no one thought electric could be fast. They all led acid batteries. But then Tesla came along, proved they could go, they could be quick. We're coming along now and proving they can be rugged. So we can take this thing three feet off. Uh, off the road into the stream, fully submersible, fully sealed drivetrain, fully sealed electrics, fully sealed battery. The only reason we can't wade it any deeper is because it starts to float after a while because there's so much great storage in the car, which is hard for me to explain, so much storage in the car, there's air pockets. So we have all that great performance, 0 to 60 in 3 seconds, 0 to 100 in less than 7 and then the storage is amazing because where the engine used to be, we've now got a frunk, you know, a front trunk. And this thing holds four huge bags. We tried it. And then where underneath the cab and then just to the rear of the cab, we have a full pass-through. We call it the gear tunnel. Mm -hmm. It's accessible either side. You can stroll a, throw a stroller in there or a, a snowboard or a, a, a wet board. Really useful uh, piece of kit. And, of course, it has the full bed. But I'll never use the bed because my stuff will end up in the front of the gear tunnel. So it, this thing is, it, I think it moves the truck space on 20 years. It moves the truck space on 20 years. Okay, so uh, I think now, uh, just let me just say that I'm a, I drive an F-150. So I drive, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the potential convert here. Sure. Right. And uh, when you say to me it wades in three feet of water, I'm like, well, that's super cool. But, I, you know, I've never done that. Um, but I do uh, I do like the notion. I know that some of the characteristics that compel people to buy trucks are what it looks like. Right. And I think it's beautiful, by the way. The aesthetics are really uh, you know, appealing. Yeah. I lo it, it looks like a truck. It doesn't look like a, you know, uh, like that's a spaceship. Right. That's purposeful. Yeah. It's really, really attractive truck. And uh, also you have characteristics like towability, you know, uh, and yeah. I would suspect that the electric vehicle just sheer advantages of an EV would make it dominant in the towing space. And uh, I don't know about the payload space, another core kind of consideration for guys that buy trucks. Um, but, you know, what, how do those things kind of stack up to the existing market? Or the yes, existing towing market? is 11,000 pounds. Payload, I think, is 2760. So um, that's, yeah. I that's have to double check that. That's pretty high. Uh, it's above the, some of the yeah, competitors. It's, yeah, it, it's, it's an, an astonishing piece of kit. It's... Um, you know, the engineers say, look, it could tow a, a jumbo jet if we wanted to. So we have to give it a reasonable number. <laughs> Who did that? Know? That was a Volkswagen. The diesel 12-cylinder Volkswagen did yeah. it. I, um, maybe you guys should revisit that. You could, you could tow a, you know, the, the new, the new Airbus or something. Tow, hey. tow, tow, the, tow the Volkswagen and an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Boris, Boris, why don't you jump in here? Help us get a sense of where this fits in the market. What is your sense of what's going on here? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one, one of the key things, and, and good to meet you, by the way. I was just the last three days, I also spent out in L.A. Uh, so I saw you launch live. I was in the evening there the day before. Oh, thanks. Uh, so exciting stuff that you guys are building. I talked to RJ a little bit yesterday and the day before. So <clears throat> really like the vision of, of what you're trying to do. One of the key things, um, I mean, it's a 180-kilowatt-hour battery. You guys are in storage here, so um, you guys know what that means. It's it's. Probably, it's, is it probably it's the biggest battery I think in a in a passenger vehicle at the moment? So and it's just a passenger car, with extended range, right? So it's a 400 mile range, which might be a little bit overkill. So I mean, it's one of the things I talked to a friend. I would love for you guys, and, and I would love to learn about that if you guys are planning to bring out, let's say, different options on the battery, right? Where you can have a lower range vehicle, which might make it a little bit more affordable, which probably for 
the Hawaiian market would be even more ideal. Are there right. any plans around That's, that? That was one of my questions, yes. <laughs> yeah, we do. So I, I, but I'm not sure, Boris, do we have a mutual friend named Roger Atkins? Absolutely, yeah. Roger is one right. of the advisors on yeah. our venture, okay, good. Uh, on our venture good. fund, and uh, he visited yeah. you guys, so absolutely. Yeah. Very good. So we, we do have three uh, battery pack sizes. We have a 180, a 135, and a 105. And because the, the pack is modular, uh, each, each battery pack is made up of modules. We can take, we can add on uh, two at a time or three at a time to get from 105 to 135 to 185. So it's simply, for us, it's a matter of you know adding more modules into the into the system. So we do offer that three levels of battery pack. And is that yeah, something I mean, that I you think, can do after the yeah, fact, I like aftermarket, if you, if you decided that you, know, you actually asked me that need today. more range later and, on? And I, I think in all reasonable terms, because obviously we can get to the battery system for uh, service, and if there are two empty slot, slots there, I suppose it's a bit like the old days of adding um, memory to your Mac, you know? Oh, check that out. <laughs> now, the engineers will tell me I'm all kinds of wrong, but it, it, feels, it feels doable to me. Okay, okay, so gentlemen, now now there, there was something that in some of I can't remember where I saw this. If it was in a press release or if it was in one of the kind of um, videos that were really attractive and well done on your website, but there's this notion of uh, you know aut autonomous vehicles, autonomous electric vehicles. A lot of discussion around that nowadays. And uh, but there's but in terms of adventuring and what this can do for our ability to experience nature, there's a specific kind of exciting uh, opportunity with a truck, right? So you have this opportunity to go in into the woods or into the mountains or do whatever it is you're, you're, you're there to do, whether it's a uh, ski or hike or paddle board, for example, maybe. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and then you could, your, 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 your truck could drop you off one day and then pick you up after you're done going from point A to point B. So uh, what's, can you give us a sense of where, what your ideas are related to that and related to kind of, exp, you know, expanding our, our capability with the, the sports and things that we love to do? Yeah. I think you get the idea of, of where we're thinking. So in the future, the way we see things is that a Rivian goes on an off-road um, trail, you know, let's say it's a national park, and then stores that data, downloads that data, and uh, processes that data of the park, which is drivability, location, whatever the human did to get the vehicle through the park, and then sends that trail to other Rivian, other Rivians and other Rivian owners. So then now every Rivian is capable of doing that same drive, but this time level through autonomous. I was talking to a guy actually from a, a, a winery a vineyard here in California, and he does guided tours of his vineyard. So you can really see the application there that uh, he has a fleet of Rivians and they follow each other up and down the trails. And I think that's a, a wonderful way of understanding where technology can go. I mean, we all know that the huge leap to level five, you know, that's a million years away. But the the level three space offers some really interesting stuff for people. So, uh, uh, Michael, there's a, there's an environment, there's a, it's kind of a practice out here, right? We have this area called the Maliko Gulch, and oftentimes okay. people will go out to Maliko Gulch, they'll put in their downwind paddle boards, and then they will do the, the Maliko downwind. And it's a competition right. out here, and then they'll take it all the way down to a couple different locations, maybe as far as Kahului Harbor. Uh, for Ian, one of our friends who's uh, at, I think, uh, one of the surf shops here, just gave us a thumbs up and was pretty excited about this. Uh, so th this could conceivably, I want I'm going to extend the offer to Rivian. Maybe if you want to test out that capability when it comes to uh, comes to town, come to Maui and then let the uh, oh. let the Rivian drop off a couple of paddleboarders and then pick them up in Kahului after the downland. What oh, do you I say? I love that. Uh, you know, I I know Hawaii a little bit. I've been to two or three of the islands, and I used to work for Subaru, and we used to do some great off-roading stuff. You know, uh, with media, take them up into the hills and um, do all of that stuff. We really time, and I would love to do it again the Ruby Nothing. That's a fantastic idea. And that's the road to Hana, by the way, which the further you get out, like to K&I, yeah. for example, kind of squirrely. And I know that, just to give you an idea, Tesla was discussing that uh, as a, at the Maui, or Maui Film Festival sponsor maybe a year ago, and one of the discussions was maybe having the autonomous uh, capability on the road to Hana. And I was the first person to right. volunteer. I was like, put me in the car. Huh. I want to be the guy in that car if you do autonomous that, on the road to Hana. You want to be the guy to go off the side on the first one? You don't ever be the first one. 
Yeah, there's only, always there's wait only, for version two. There's only, yeah, you there's can beat the test of four and we'll, we'll follow you along. I take you up on that offer. I'm into it. So, <laughs> I, right. think one of, I think one of the key things that people want to hear is like how much it costs, right? Yeah. Yep. You still got you, Michael? Nope. Did we lose you oh. on that one? Oh, sorry. I missed the question. <laughs> We're, we want to know how uh, Boris had said uh, what what is the cost? What is the uh, okay. projected cost of this? So uh, um, in, in typical fashion at this point, we're we're showing one price point right now to get some clarity around the vehicles. And, of course, there'll be other price points. But at the beginning of, of sale, we will have a vehicle on offer in, in the truck at 61500 after rebates. And then in the SUV, it's $65,000 after rebate. And, you know, when you consider a Denali is, is trading at $95,000, that's typical sale price for a Denali now, there, is, uh, there are plenty of people who are looking to spend a good amount of money on capability. And we are offering a capability level that far exceeds current truck capability. Yeah, that's right in the right in the sights of, of that market. Yeah. You know, if you're looking at now, the, we'll try to sell you a car that's more expensive than that for sure. <laughs> We'd be quite happy to do that, but we do have an offering at starting at sixty one thousand five hundred. And Mike, is that with the hundred eighty kilowatt hour battery, or is that? Uh, uh, with, well, no, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> that's how we walk you up the system. We're, <laughs> we're, we're quite happy to point you towards the one eighty, but offer you the okay. one uh, the one hundred five to start with. What about so so? What about the charging of an 185 kilowatt hour battery bank, Boris or, or, or Michael? I mean, uh, yeah, so, you know, so how does that work? Right? And, yeah. It's a difficult thing to communicate because it's it's a huge. You know, it's like having a huge pool at your house. How long does it take to fill the pool? Well, it's mm. a really big pool, so it takes a while. Mm. But the best way to I think to communicate it is to say, an overnight charge will give you 400 miles in the morning. But if you were to stop at the gas station. Uh, on a, a regular standard charging system, you would get the fast charging system. You would get uh, 200 miles of charge in 25 minutes. So that's going to get you home. 200 miles of charge in 25 minutes for a fast charger. At what's that kind of Boris? What's the the kilowatt capability of a charger like that? Is it like a hundred kilowatt charger, or where does that 50 Correct, kilowatt? Yeah, I mean, yeah. <clears throat> One one of the things, right? So Rivian, the battery architecture runs on a 400 volt battery architecture at the moment, right? So you saw uh, some companies, that, or mainly Porsche or Volkswagen Group, going towards an 800 uh, volt uh, system architecture, and I think 400 is the standard that's going to be developed in in the industry, and therefore yeah. also the charging yeah. industry the, the will kind of lean to towards the volt. 400 volt charger. Yeah. So. Um, can probably get to you know even 350 kW right uh, on the, on a charger. However, really looking at you know amperages and where it makes sense, probably the maximum throughput you can get uh, will probably be around 200 kW, uh, which will you know will be in public DC fast charging an opportunity. But one of the things too, I mean, listen, I mean most of the charging especially i think in maui is going to be done at home as well right so mm. uh, just the level two charger at home uh on a hundred and something kilowatt hour if it's if it's on the lower end it's 105 kilowatt hour uh, kilowatt hour battery is still going to be fine right you're going to be charging yeah. full in know, 10 12 hours right. overnight so it doesn't really matter even if and you never really come back zero empty anyway so um plenty of range I don't think our charging is that much of an issue, especially if gotcha. you have that much battery in a vehicle like that. Gotcha. Hey, and another thing I always that... liken it. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I always liken it to hot water in your house. You know, we, we all know it's finite, but we all have so much uh, spare capacity in the house. We've all stopped thinking about it. Mm. Mm. And that's, that will be the case with electric vehicles. You'll wake up every morning with 400 miles. And you will never think about it again. You know, I'll tell you what, gentlemen, um, with that kind of battery uh, storage, uh, you know, a, a availability here, I, one of the first questions I'm going to get from a client, and we're in the solar mm -hmm. installation business on the Maui Solar Project side of the fence here, uh, is when can I get a V to H or a V to G with my Rivian? Because they're going to want to know. We just came out of a, you know, a Maui a Energy Resiliency a Forum yes, last night over at uh, uh, the Cameron Center. Everyone's talking about, you know, extreme events. They want to have energy storage. So V to H, V to G is a hot topic. Topic out here, uh, yeah, I can and see with these trucks being a factor of ten across larger than the regular home batteries. I mean, it just makes sense to, to leverage these. I mean, you've got some autonomy there. Have you guys thought about that at all? Uh, autonomy in what sense? Well, in terms of being able to en energy autonomy, not not vehicle autonomy. 
<laughs> oh yeah, that is definitely something the company's looking at. It's the, the the way energy is stored and applied in the automotive space and beyond that is definitely part of our thinking. But it's probably a step further than we're talking about today. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and uh, and maybe I can. I, I talked a little bit with RJ at the show about it, and uh, as as it just laid out, it's it's there's definitely um, a thinking around Rivian around it. Um, but you know, I talked to many startup companies in, in the space, and uh, you know that that are focusing obviously with Rivian the same. The car will be available what mid twenty twenty, right? From what I remember from the launch, um, you, you're really focused on bringing a vehicle to to uh, to the market, right? And then working for a big car company, and then uh, observing what's necessary. I, I know that any team will have their hands full of just simply launching a vehicle, right? Um, However, the standards are developing, and uh, I think especially with a battery that big and in a market like Maui where you're not going to be driving this to the extreme measures where you'll right. be running a full duty cycle every day and then you're not going to be driving at that speeds most of the time that are going to stress the battery really much. I right. very do foresee an opportunity there for a V2G, V2H application, and you can definitely do that. And the standards are developing to do that. So I'm pretty sure that Rivian will have a solution there as, as many yeah, others I, are, are coming to the market. You're absolutely well. right, Boris. It's a natural extension of where we are today. Um, yep. Right now, we're, we, we have the bandwidth in our heads to think about today, but we're definitely thinking about that for tomorrow. Okay. Okay. So, gentlemen, I, uh, this has been a really uh, great first uh, kind of peek uh, at the Rivian. Yeah. Super excited to hear about all these things that you're innovating on and about your company and about how it's contributing to the overall marketplace and kind of vision of autonomous vehicles. You know, there's a lot of firsts here. This notion of adventuring and being able to download that that's data right. and share it with the community, that's some pretty wonderful stuff. So, I want to give you, uh, Michael, just an opportunity here to kind of wrap up the show. We've got a couple of minutes left. Oh. Is there anything else you'd like to communicate to the audience well. here in Hawaii? or uh, tell, across tell Maui. people where they can order where one. they can get one <laughs> if, if you're taking orders sure. <laughs> do we get all, like, thank you for giving us their time it's uh, it's an exciting day for us and we're, we're happy that people um, and thankful that people can give us time on their on their shows like yours somewhere like Hawaii will be a beautiful place for Rivian to be if people are interested in looking further they should look on rivian.com if people really want to get ahead of the curve and make sure that they're first in line we do have a deposit process on Rivian.com. It's a $1,000 deposit, fully refundable, of course. It, it's not money we can touch. We, we put it in a, in a trust fund. Uh, but it, what it means is that we get to know who you are. We, we get to learn to have a relationship with you over the next two years before, before sale, and you get the first vehicles off the line. So I would encourage anybody who is, is super interested in being a friend of ours to, to sign on to the deposit uh, site, and uh, let's begin that relationship. There you go. I think this reporter's in there already. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll sign you up for the first two. I hear some typing in the background. Are you guys on there? <laughs> uh, we're just trying to yeah, get yeah, in. So that's, that's, that's the reason why Josh is being quiet. He's on his laptop. <laughs> yeah, that that never happened. <laughs> hey, folks. So yeah, this has been the Solar Coaster. Uh, we are uh, sponsored by Maui Solar Project, Tabuchi Electric America, Sonin, Pika Energy, and Sundrum Solar. A couple other sponsors kind of uh, waiting in the wings to jump on board in the upcoming weeks. Has been a great show, gentlemen. I want to give a special thanks to Boris Von Borman, your, what, 40th show? How many times? you've been on Boris thank you so much yeah. <laughs> I really appreciate it your insights are always unbelievable and we learn so much from you and Michael McHale hopefully I pronounced that correctly we yeah. wish you the best yeah. of luck with Rivian at the LA Auto Show today only six eight hours uh, birthed congratulations uh, on all these wonderful innovations thank you nice Perfect to meet you all Beat you soon <laughs> aloha folks have a wonderful Friday <laughs>